the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Biden breaks his silence on his own classified document scandal. Yet another very bad mark on the Department of Justice. The House establishes a committee to investigate the weaponization of government. That really is what this is about. It's fighting for the people who government had been using their powers and abusing their powers to go after. Wells Fargo plans on stepping back from the housing market. They're planning and selling what is likely to be billions of dollars to other players in the industry. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Wednesday, January 11th. I'm Mike Scott. Questions are growing around a number of classified documents that were found in a locked closet at the Penn Biden Center. According to reports, the documents that the president says were unknown to him were located back in November and turned over to the National Archives. However, critics point out what they believe is a major double standard in how the news of misplaced classified documents varied between President Biden and former President Donald Trump. News Nation's Leland Vittert says it is the ultimate in hypocrisy. This is the White House that says they want to be the most transparent, the most honest, the most un-Trump-like White House ever. That's what we were promised. Yet, the lawyers found these documents on November 2nd, which was before the midterm elections, which means they turned them over. Uh, they alerted, evidently, the people within the White House. And yet, uh, they continued to make proclamations and political points about President Trump's classified documents, knowing that President Biden did, in some ways, uh, at least surfacely, the very same thing. It, 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 it sort of smacks of ultimate hypocrisy. After days of silence, the president finally responded to questions about the scandal. People know I take classified uh, documents and classified information seriously. When my lawyers were clearing out my office at the University of Pennsylvania, they set up an office for me, secure office in the Capitol, when I... The four years after being vice president, I was a professor at Penn. Uh, they found some documents in a box, you know, locked cabinet, or at least a closet. And as soon as they did, they realized there were several classified documents in that box. And they did what they should have done. They immediately called the archives, immediately called the archives, turned them over to the archives. And I was briefed about this discovery and surprised to learn that there were any government records that were taken there to that office. But I don't know what's in the documents. I've, my lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. I've turned over the boxes. They've turned over the boxes to the archives. And we're cooperating fully, cooperating fully with the review, and which I hope will be finished soon, and uh, there will be more detail at that time. 
The White House wouldn't specifically comment on why it waited until now to reveal the classified documents that were turned over in November, two days before the midterm elections. Now, according to reports, Attorney General Merrick Garland may have to decide whether to appoint a special counsel on the Biden classified documents probe. When conducting a probe into classified documents, FBI agents and investigators work with the U.S. attorney to identify the agency where the documents originated. Molly Hemingway, senior editor at The Federalist, joined the Salem Radio Network and says that, in her opinion, this is just another example of a biased Justice Department. Well, it's even worse than just a double standard because the special counsel is for the Department of Justice when there's a conflict of interest. So there was no need to set up the special counsel or even really to do any of much of any of what they've been doing against President Trump regarding paperwork disputes from when he was president. But if you are going to take that approach, that was, you know, that this is such a big issue. It's so much worse. When it's your own administration, that's impl- or your, the person who heads your own administration that's implicated. And when he was not president, when he obtained the classified documents that were apparently mishandled. So this is, you know, he was vice president, not president. There were certainly different authorities given to those two offices. And so it's just a very, and yet another very bad mark on the Department of Justice, which has unfortunately been way too political these last several years. Hemingway goes on to say that she's surprised that the mainstream media has been reporting on the scandal. <laughs> I'm actually somewhat surprised that they've covered it at all, and it huh. has been covered. Uh, and that's that's a, that's a good start for our friends there in, in the legacy media or the corporate media. Uh, but they did so much to cover up all of these things. You might remember during the campaign, there were paperwork issues where the University of Delaware was holding on to papers that would have been a way to help deal with all sorts of issues, like you mentioned, the Biden family business or the allegations from Tara Reid. And Biden refused to be transparent or release those documents. Uh, The media did not seem to really care that much, or they seemed to think it would be a problem for his campaign if they pressed that issue. But because of what has been done in such an unprecedented fashion, this this past year with the raiding of Mar-a-Lago and turning fairly common presidential paperwork disputes into World War III, um, this is something that will be very difficult for them to ignore. The outcome of the investigation depends largely on the number of documents, the classification levels, and specific circumstances like false statements, concealment of documents, and efforts to obstruct the investigation, which are assessed at the end of the process. On Tuesday, the GOP-led House voted to approve two new committees, including one that seeks to investigate how not only the Biden administration, but previous administrations have used the government as a tool against political opponents. The subcommittee's creation was cleared with a party-line vote of 221 to 211. 
Republicans say they're planning on forming a new select committee to investigate the Department of Justice and the FBI. GOP lawmakers say they want to target the agencies and their ongoing investigations, particularly into those of former President Donald Trump. The new expanded committee proposal is a result of one of the key concessions House Speaker McCarthy made to his opposition to secure the gavel. The findings of the subcommittee is to be completed no later than January 2nd of 2025. According to reports, the committee aims to investigate in part how the executive branch collects information on citizens of the U.S., how the executive branch works with the private sector to facilitate action against American citizens, and any issues related to the violation of civil liberties of citizens. Congressman Steve Scalise of Louisiana joined the Salem Radio Network and says that people who use the levers of government to punish their ideological opponents are un-American. We're going to be setting up a commission that actually focuses on looking at these government agencies that are using their power, weaponizing the federal government to go after people that they disagree with. You know, it's one thing we used to think, you know, some of these agencies are just there to enforce the law or be regulators to carry out the laws of Congress. And then you find out unelected bureaucrats are just making up rules to go crush businesses because they don't like them. And then you see some of these agencies and, you know, gee whiz, somebody's sending something out on Twitter that they disagree with. So just go shut down their Twitter account because we don't like what they say. That's crazy. And it's on American, too, by the way, Joe. And I think that's what we're, we're working to recalibrate. Uh, you know, I was in a meeting in my office last night with Jim Jordan, and we were talking about some of the things that his committee, he's the chairman of the Judiciary Committee now, that's going to be looking into a lot of this stuff. And, and people have been fed up and frustrated with it for a long time, but they also didn't think anybody in Washington was fighting for them. And that changed when we got the majority, because that really is what this is about. It's fighting for the people who government had been using their powers and abusing their powers to go after The Louisiana congressman explains why he believes it's so important for Americans to be engaged in the political process. Now, this is why people need to get reengaged in government. you got to take a role in, in elections because these elections have consequences. And if you don't like the people that are in leadership, go change the people in leadership. We don't we don't fight. You know, if somebody has a different idea than you in America. That doesn't make them a bad person. I mean, that's what. That's what this country is great about is we can actually have different ideas. But I want to go. I want my ideas to win. I want the conservative values that have made this country great to win. So I'm going to fight every day and every night for those values, because I know that's what allows people to be successful. If you want to achieve the American dream and you're 10 years old and doesn't matter what your family's background is, you can still do it. If we keep what is great about America. They want to change it. You change this to a socialist nation and all of those hopes and dreams and ideals go away. That's what we're fighting for. Scully says that despite the chaos involved with picking a speaker, House Republicans are willing to work together to get things done for the American people. The most important thing is just get people talking to each other, you know, not yelling at each other, talking to each other. We all come here with different things that we want to accomplish, you know, and you, whether you, you, you all have the same letter next to your name doesn't mean you all believe in the same things. Or you all think it's the same path that you're going to take to get where you want to go. But if you think that you're the only one and everybody else is wrong, you're not going to achieve anything and neither are we. 
you've got a five-seat majority. So we are going to all have to work together and have a lot of communication along the way and getting people together, just constantly talking about, okay, you're not there. Why aren't you there? And what do you need to do? How do we need to work together to get there? And that's what we did last week. There's a lot of those kind of conversations. The House also voted to stop the more than $70 billion in funding for the IRS for new agents. The measure succeeded with 221 Republicans voting in favor. The White House has threatened to veto that measure. A Texas lawmaker has filed articles of impeachment against Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Daybreak Insider's Bob Agnew has more on this developing story. In his impeachment resolution, Congressman Pat Fallon of Texas writes that Mayorkas, quote, engaged in a pattern of conduct that is incompatible with his duties, complaining that he has failed to maintain operational control at the U.S. border. The resolution can go no further without action from House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. He's promised a thorough investigation of what he calls every order, every action, and every failure before proceeding with an impeachment investigation. Bob Agnew reporting. According to new reports, financial giant Wells Fargo plans on stepping back from the U.S. housing market due to regulatory pressure and the impact of higher interest rates. The shrinking market due to rising interest rates and questions about long-term profitability led to the decision. Plus, Wells Fargo points to regulators' heightened oversight particularly in the wake of the company's fake account scandal from 2016. CNBC's Hugh Song says that it can't be understated how deep Wells Fargo is scaling back its footprint in the housing market. First of all, the thing you have to know about Wells Fargo is this was their pride and joy, the U.S. mortgage business. This was the generator of a lot of their profits over the years. And as recently as 2019, they were the biggest mortgage lender in the country. So what they're saying now today is, you know, instead of going for everybody they could and really up to a 40 or 50 percent market share, which was their previous aspiration under previous uh, leadership, they're saying we're only going to sell mortgages if you're an existing customer or if you happen to reside in a minority neighborhood. Son goes on to explain the other moves the mortgage arm of the financial giant is undertaking. The second thing to know is there is a business called correspondent lending business. That's where essentially they provide the capital to other firms that sell mortgages uh, under other names. And they're and this is a major pipeline for their business. They're essentially shuttering that business, which result, which accounted for 40 percent of their mortgage uh, volume as recently as the third quarter. And on top of that, you know, they have a thing called mortgage servicing rights. It's a a huge business for them. And in that as well, that they're going to retrench and they're planning on selling what is likely to be billions of dollars worth of MSRs to other players in the industry. Altogether, the shift will result in a fresh round of layoffs for the bank's mortgage operations. But they declined to quantify exactly how many jobs will be lost. Southwest Airlines is going all out trying to repair its image. Daybreak Insider's Bill Alexander has more on this developing story. Southwest Airlines, trying to make things right with its passengers, announces a $49 fare sale as the airline recovers from its holiday meltdown. 
Southwest Airlines is selling tickets for as little as $49 through Thursday for travel beginning later this month and into the spring. The deal comes in the wake of the airline's holiday travel meltdown, which saw thousands of flights canceled and passengers in bags left stranded for days. Southwest has promised to compensate passengers and take steps to prevent a similar operational catastrophe from happening again. I'm Bill Alexander reporting. For the dog owner who wants their dog to have everything, Daybreak Insider's Tasha Stevens joins us to tell us about a new trinket you can buy your four-legged friend. Now you can buy a Fitbit for your dog. Exercising isn't the main focus. The $150 Animo GPS tracker lets you know where your dog is and what they're doing. It clips onto the pet's collar and can alert the owner in seconds if the dog leaves its safe zone. Now, if you really want to keep tabs on your dog, the device also keeps stats on sleep, barking, scratching, and shaking. Tasha Stevens reporting. And finally, last month, Vinny Doshkowicz and his girlfriend, Olivia, were surprised by an unexpected house guest. After the couple's dog started acting strangely in their backyard, the pair went to inspect the cause of their pooch's peculiar antics and found a black bear nestled underneath the home's deck. I didn't really have a thought. I was just kind of shocked. Um, he was staring right at me, so I didn't know like what to do. I just want to make sure my dog got inside safe. However, to Vinny's surprise, the hibernating bear, who they've named Marty, was rather calm in the face of all the commotion. He's been super chill. Uh, I've gone out to check on him a few times, and he hasn't really moved. He's looked at me a few times, but he's you know he's pretty calm right now. So Vinny and his girlfriend did what any couple would do. They took out their phones and recorded a TikTok video. The video of Marty the Bear had so far been viewed over 15 million times and has earned over 20,000 comments. They're like, go feed it, make him a pet. I'm like, um, I'm going to be realistic. Yeah, it's been pretty divided so far. Half the people are like, oh my God, that's the scariest thing ever. And then the other half are like, oh my God, can you pet it? (laughs) He looks so cuddly. So, you know, we're trying to keep our distance, but, you know, he is cute. While the couple is having fun with their furry house guests, they are being cautious. They contacted the Connecticut Department of Energy and Environment Protection regarding Marty and said... The agency told them they could let him rest until he's done hibernating or, if he becomes a problem, they could harass the bear with noise. This reporter explains what you should do if you find an unexpected bear making your property into its own Airbnb. If you find your own Marty in your backyard, keep your distance. Bears will defend themselves if a person gets too close. If a black bear does approach you, experts say to go on the offensive by shouting at it and waving your arms. Black bears are the smallest bear in North America. They're omnivores that prefer wooded habitats and, apparently, the space underneath a porch. I'm smarter than the average bear. Yeah. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.